It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's show. Given that we are... This is our Thanksgiving week. Of course, I'm going to be talking about all of that and what that means in your relationship, in, you know, for yourself, because really, the more thankful you are to you, the more thankful you literally create that going outwards. And one of the things that I am more than well aware of is that when people are interested in creating better relationships, either with themselves, their bodies, someone else, their partner, their spouse, when they are thankful for that person, that is, as I call it, the attention meter. And that is one of the most powerful things you can do, is tell someone, you know, I appreciate what you do. It often, the slippery slope for many people is that, They don't often say that. They may think it. They may say, hey, you know, that's really nice. But you know something? People can't, most people, some can, but you want to be able to be that person. Do not rely on psychic sex or psychic relationships to create your relationship. Tell them. And it can be something as simple as, you know, I really, thank you for getting that salad. That's like my favorite salad. They then are a They are seen, they're acknowledged, and by their action, they've been heard. So when we go into this Thanksgiving week, I want you to look at what are you thankful for? And genuinely, don't pay just lip service. What are you thankful for? Now, for myself, I am thankful for many things. I mean, including having this incredibly lovely bed that I get to sleep in. It's like favorite. I, I, going to bed for me is like so yummy. And I created that for myself. So I acknowledge me. And it, when we look at being thankful and, you know, are giving thanks for something, many times people will only look backwards. But I think what we also have to have is a really powerful skill set of looking forward, of creating, you know, if you are someone who wants to create a better relationship with your partner and to be thankful for that, I'm going to give you a tip for a friend of mine who is, he's in real estate. And 
He said they have a program where they literally can tell you that with each phone call that you make, you create, in essence, 200 contacts. And when we think about that, when you think about being around people where you're sharing their energy, which is also what Thanksgiving is, and sharing who and what you feel about things, that is something that when you get on the phone with someone, be sure to let them know you are you thank you for helping me with this this you know this helps me out and i just had to have one of those be you know before the the show and am i frustrated you know by how things have occurred uh yeah but the, here's the important thing the person i was on the phone with isn't the person who caused it in essence you know, the responsibility rides squarely on my shoulders for why the situation is what it is. There's other mitigating factors. Yet, I am thankful to that person because he's going to be helping me move this forward. So when you're looking at Thanksgiving and the people in your life, the relationships, what are you thankful for? So look backwards, but also look forward. And the way you can look forward, probably in my mind, one of the more powerful ways is gratitude. What are you grateful for? And grateful can be inside of you and it can be outside of you. It can be that, wow, I get to see these amazing plants that are growing on this deck. I get to wake up and have a lovely, you know, meditation or coffee or whatever it may be, whatever it is that makes you feel good. And I'm going to jump, you know, from a little bit of this and go to a an event that I was at yesterday. And it was for a friend of mine who I've known, oh, I'd say six years or seven years. And she is an absolute doll. And will help people in ways you could not believe. And she just steps up, is so smart, is so accomplished, and just kindness personified, but just sharp, sharp, sharp. And she has created a company with a colleague of hers. And there was a group that we were all part of. And this woman did so much for the person who was running this entire thing. And... I mean, literally, at this person's beck and call, even though she was doing all of this other work. And when it came time, she's moving out of state. When it came time to put together their new business venture, which is brilliant, by the way, and once it gets going, I will share this with you. And this person who heads up what is referred to as the office basically told the people who had been her close friends and colleagues for the last six, seven years to not support her. And I, you know how when you have that gut feeling about something? I was so grateful that I listened to my gut feeling because I knew that's what he had done. And sure enough, there was someone who was at the, you know, at the event yesterday and said that is almost verbatim what this person said. You know, do not support this because you don't know. And what it did is she's grateful that she got 
that he would be like this to her. Because to put it mildly, it was a sucker punch. Because she would do anything almost for this person. And they did this to her. And when and she wrote a very powerful uh, Facebook post on it. And when I looked at it, I was like, wow, good for you. And she just said very, you know, candidly and very simply, this is, this is not what friends are like. Friends don't do this to you. Where, so for her, it was a growing and, and quickly growing, you know, experience that she was highly grateful for. And here's what her post was. Fake friends are like shadows, always near you at your brightest moments, but nowhere to be seen at your darkest hour. True friends are like stars. You don't always see them, but they are always there. Thank you to my true friends who stand by me through thick and thin and don't allow others to get in the way of our friendship. And literally, there were five other people that were going to be coming to this event, and four of them pulled out. Only one said, screw it. This person is my friend. I'm going anyways. I don't care what this person says. So she says, thank you for believing in me and for always being honest. It feels so good to know exactly who I can call at 2 in the morning if my car breaks down. You know who y'all are because I would do the same for you. Anytime, anywhere, I will be there because that's what real friends do. And that is a... She was she was grateful that she finally saw exactly what this person's true colors are because this person, if it isn't about them, if it isn't to their benefit and if they can't make money off of you, they're not interested. Which to me, if the only thing you're interested in and focused on is the money that you're going to be earning, hey, I get it if, if that's your thing. But the real reason people are there for you is because of your heart. And this person showed their true heart. So for that point, she was highly, highly thankful and grateful as she moves into the next part of her life, removed from that group and removed from that person. And, you know, sometimes that it, it's painful when you lose friends. And, wow, isn't this last election like a classic example of that? I have friends telling me that they have people in marriages who are uh, very contentious because one voted one way and one voted the other. And it's like, and when we look at this, and when we're going to be coming up to the first break in a couple of minutes here, but I think the other thing we need to be thankful for is that when we are looking at making choices, it's because we have the freedom to make a choice, whether that freedom is to choose a partner, to choose uh, uh, who you vote for, choose an ideology. And we also should have the freedom from attacks. And I'm just, you know, using it as an example, a very gregarious friend of mine who is on Facebook two, three, four times a day about her family. And she is She's very emotive and says how she feels and is totally out there. And she said, you know, I, you know, she had voted for Hillary, was absolutely devastated. And she said, I cannot believe what has happened here, that even when I'm down and bleeding, people are still kicking me and telling me 
that all of these things, and I'm, I'm like, how could someone do this to this person? Yet that is what is happening. When we come back, I'm going to talk about some solutions for the divisiveness and more things to be grateful for and more things to be thankful for. And then, again, you never know when you're going to be the source of gratitude for someone else. Here are the tunes. I'll be right back after them. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids. His dogs love it, too. Last night, I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachibutophobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Avoiding air pollution is a good idea at all times, but especially when you exercise. When we work out, it is estimated that we draw in 10 to 20 times more air than when we are still. The New York Times states that if the air is polluted, we get an overdose of toxins. Exposed to air pollution increases our risk of heart disease, premature death, lung inflammation, and weight gain, just to name a few. If possible, exercise in clean air. Air quality alerts can be caused by ground-level ozone levels and particle matter and are usually worse when it's hot and humid. When there is an air quality alert, it is best to exercise indoors or in the early morning. Always follow your doctor's orders, especially if you have asthma, other health conditions, or are elderly. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. And before the break, I was just talking about that we have a, a country that has had tremendous, tremendously divisive reaction to what this election is. And yet what I want people to know, and this may be tough for people to hear 
is that in all actuality, our days are going to continue and we are going to have, you know, we're going to get up in the morning and the sun is going to rise. There's something that tells me that there's still going to be further adjustments with, you know, Trump being, you know, the, you know, president-elect, but something is going to be happening. And I, all of the things for my gay friends and my trans friends and all of the progress that has been made, either from a theoretical standpoint, from a legislative standpoint, those will not go backwards. They can't. There's, the tipping point has already been reached. That's the 51%. Yet I know that right after the election for the program in human sexuality at University of Minnesota Medical School that I'm on the leadership council for, which is a fundraising arm for it, that Dr. Eli Coleman, who is the seated chair for the uh, first chair in um, sexual health, said that they were getting calls from people terrified to come in, absolutely panicked as a result of the attacks on them being gay or being trans or whatever. And that is, we can't, I can't understand because I've not walked in their shoes of how it feels to have that attack on who they are when for years they weren't accepted and then finally they were accepted. Yet I have been around, I have a number of trans friends who have explained it to me, but it's like me trying to explain to a man what it's like to be discriminated against because I'm female. They don't get it. They haven't had those shoes on their little tootsies. I have. But I think what we will need to do is have the understanding. I talked about the friend of mine who just got attacked on Facebook. I mean, this is a woman who has like hundreds of thousands of people who follow her. And she finally just said, I have to take a two-week hiatus from Facebook because I cannot take these attacks, which really the whole idea of Facebook is to share, not to attack. It is highly controlled anyways, but that's another matter altogether. When we go into Thanksgiving, can I point something out to all of us? We are all one, you know, and we need to understand that. So, you know, it, just as another example that when we develop in our own world and when we develop with people around us, we have to be aware that I am that person and they are me. And when I watch sometimes parents not guide their children or do all their children's work for them, uh, I think they put their kids at a tremendous disadvantage. If you don't give your children the information they need, whether it's about sexuality or their body or relationships, or how to take a test, you do not prepare them for the real world. And the the group that uh, we got together on Sunday, two of the parents who had children then that age, you know, 10, 11, said they can't believe how many parents do their kids' homework. Well, what good does that do for a kid? <laughs> you know, they're going to get there, they're going to have a test, and boom, they're not going to know how to take a test, they're not going to know how to fail, they're not going to know how to do things of their own volition and of their own effort. And for me, when we are dealing with people, we have to know how our efforts impact them. We have to know, can I make someone feel good? That, for me, is one of the best things we can do, whether it is 
in a form of service during Thanksgiving, whether it is in a form of service in, you know, some place of faith or donating your time. Those are things that show up in other areas of relationship. They absolutely do. And when I <clears throat> and when I ask people when they're having issues in a relationship, I ask them, are you doing anything on a volunteer level? Anything outside of your self, you know, your work world and your, your personal world? Are you doing anything for anyone else? And many times the answer is no. But if I ask them, is there something you would like to help or, or somewhere? Because when they tell you that if you're having things go badly for you, go and find somebody else who's having it worse, that's correct. That is absolutely correct. So when you are grateful, it changes you. And when you are show gratitude to someone, it changes the person that you speak to. And Dr. Wayne Dyer talked about that. So, you know, at the beginning of the show, I talked about with your partner, if you say to them, hey, thank you for that behavior or, you know, or the little things, turning down the bed, you turn down both sides. There is something that is so passive aggressive about not turning down both sides of the bed. Yikes! <laughs> that is literally saying, I don't want you there. Um, well, if you want to give that message, go right ahead. But otherwise, you know, our world has become one where we're all, so many things, we don't take the time to stop and just think about, what could I do to make them feel better? What could I create? And that's where if you have a time for meditation in the morning, when you think about what you're grateful for, when you just spend 10, 15 minutes, and I'll give you an example of there was a, just recently, it just completed, as of yesterday, there's a 22nd day uh, that posted today, a 21-day free meditation cycle that Oprah and Deepak Chopra put on. And the title of it is uh, about connection and love and really, it really is about, you know, creating connection. What do you disconnect from? How do you connect? And I thought it was very interesting that the final uh, day, day 21, was that love is the eternal connection. And you may have heard me say this before, but the really most powerful energy in the entire universe and multiverse, and you probably know I'm not from an organized religion, but I do have a profound spiritual awareness. Love is the thing that makes everything happen. There is nothing that can stop love when it's actually there. It is an unstoppable force. And to know that that is your eternal connection and the connection that has you connect with everyone else. And when I say love, I'm not saying, you know, the the airy-fairy um, uh, hearts and flowers type. I'm talking about the type of love where it has a calm center, it has an acceptance, and it literally looks at things from a peaceful standpoint, not from create, you know, fomenting anger and fomenting upset. So, you know, love is the number one source in the universe. And Deepak also 
would talk about what is your centering thought. And the centering thought for today's meditation is the connections I create are loving ones. And many times we got raised in environments that made us not be thankful, not be grateful, not be loving, but they kept us in a combative and criticizing area. And that's what I'm seeing. And the mainstream media, oh, for heaven's sakes, these people should have all of their keyboards and all of their PDAs taken away. They're just, they're out of their freaking minds that they are just trying to create more upset. And, but when I look at the, the, you can do a mantra that you will state, and it's aham prema, aham Prema. And what it means is, I am love. And if you've done any type of inner work or meditative work, I am is one of the most powerful ways you can state anything into the universe. Because it is then you connecting with the, the external source and source of where we all come from. We're in these bodysuits to have experiences. And part of these experiences is so we grow. That doesn't mean that everything is going to be la, 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 you know, skipping down a garden path, because it sure as heck is not. As I talked about my friend who found out that the person who she had been so loyal to for literally the last six, seven years on an ongoing basis just like slit her throat and threw, you know, basically threw away the relationship that she had, well, killed the relationship she had with these other person, people that she had, you know, that he has influence over, it was, I mean, that's devastating. But what it also is, is let's be honest, if you're going to end something, if you're going to cut off an arm, cut it off. Don't pick it apart muscle fiber by muscle fiber, right? All you're going to get otherwise is a bunch of infection and it's constantly trying to heal and trying to go back to it. If you're going to cut off the arm, cut off the arm, which is what she did. And now, moving forward, she is going into an environment where she has so much love from family, where she is going to be there with, you know, and and creating a whole new world. She will still continue this product line that she's creating with her, you know, her business partner, who is literally my uh, accountability partner every morning. We talk, you know, Monday through Friday, get an update on what are you doing today. They are going to be so successful with this. And I wish them all the best. And I am grateful that I got to be friends with them. Now, we're coming up to our second break. When I come back, I'm going to give you another example of someone who did not expect that they were going to get the information that they got the clarity that they got, and an awareness that as a result of just walking down a hallway together, they found out things that no one else had told them. And that's when people are grateful, and that's when they say, you know, thank you. We'll be right back. This is 
Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Ever wonder how reindeer survive the severe cold? Well, they snuzzle around for some moss to eat. Moss contains a special chemical that helps keep their body fluids warm. And they're going to have to keep warm if they're going to pull Santa's sleigh every year. Santa's sleigh was originally called a wing doodle. Both male and female reindeer grow antlers, but male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter. I can't help but wonder why Santa's reindeer from Rudolph to Blitzen had male names. Since they had antlers, they would have had to be female. We women should have known only females would be able to drag a hefty man outfitted in a red velvet suit, originally called a hoopin' daddy, all around the world in one night and not get lost. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to a Gallup poll, 56% of Americans want to lose weight. Most of us know that muscle burns more calories than fat. So when you're trying to lose weight, you want to lose body fat while preserving the muscle you have. Lifting weights while you're losing weight is not an option. It's a requirement. According to a Penn State study, when dieters don't pump iron, 22% of their weight loss comes from losing muscle. So if you lose 20 pounds without lifting weights, almost 5 pounds will be muscle. Upping your protein intake is important. And Columbia University researchers found that protein intake plays a significant role in preserving lean muscle mass during weight loss. Preserve your muscle as you drop the body fat. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. What I said I would speak about um, coming back in is an experience that when there was a group of us at uh, our, our friend's home and having the going away party for this woman, there was one of the individuals, and we just happened to be walking down a hallway. And he knows that I am a certified sex educator, that I write and speak in the area of sexuality, uh, that in books and, and all of that, because you know, having been in the same... Uh, organization for five years and a smaller group of us on weekends, you get to know one another fairly well. So we said, so what's the deal here? You know, just as, you know, I, I won't, certainly will not say, you know, uh, anything, but the comment was, I'm a male of, you know, late 40s. He's in good shape, but he said, I'm not able to maintain my erection the way I used to. And he said, you know, it, it's kind of troubling for me. And I, I, I don't know if, you know, what's going on. So as we're walking through this house, 
I started asking him, I said, okay, is it that, because he had also made mention that he had been with this person who, great, absolutely terrific person, absolutely, you know, just the best, you know, good looking, all of this stuff, but did not turn him on. So that was my first question. Is it that you're not being turned on? And he said, no, no, that's not it. And I, then I asked, then, and here's the thing. When you are having something happen with your body relative to the area of sexuality, you need to get a functional medicine doctor. And what functional medicine actually means is that rather than 15 minutes where they, you sit there and then they write out a script and then they're out the door, they want to get to the bottom of why is this happening? Because your body gives you messages when there's something going on. It, it saw a dog, this beautiful Great Dane, Walter, he was so fabulous. And I said to this woman, I didn't know this woman from, you know, Adam's house cat, but I was patting him and I said, he has food allergies, doesn't he? Because he had a lot of dandruff. She goes, yeah. And she said, and they told him he had to be on this, you know, for the rest of his life. I said, look, let's be honest. What is happening on the skin is actually as a result of what's going on inside of his body. So you need to have a different vet. You need to have someone who can tell you and get you information that isn't just steroids. I mean, come on, enough already. Anyway, back to my friend. I asked him, what's your diet like? And I said, are you eating a lot of high fructose corn syrup, you know, uh, pastries, preserved foods, um, you know, uh, refined flour, all of those things. And he was like, "Mm, yeah. I said, okay. And because here's the thing that happens when you're eating high fructose corn syrup and, and foods that do not agree with your system. There's two things that happen. First off, you get inflammation. Now, you may not know the inflammation is occurring. You may just think you have gas. Well, that's inflammation because your lower gut doesn't know what to do with it. And when you are having, I'm, I'm on, uh, yes, I'm on, I'm, I'm on my radio show. So, excuse me. Um, when you are eating those foods, that high fructose corn syrup, that's inflammation, which could be through all the gut area. And what it also will do is if your body doesn't recognize the food as being food, it will store it as fat. Now, that's a downer, right? So here's the other question I asked him. I said, what are you putting on your body? What's going on in your body? Are you putting on products that are estrogen mimetic, that they mimic the so for men, the anything that mimics estrogen will cause their cells to throw up another. It's like a little parking garage. So if it's an estrogen mimicking, it's almost like a car that gets rammed into. You know, it doesn't go right in to the receptor site the correct way, so it can disengage. It's almost like a car that gets rammed into a uh, garage the wrong way, and it can't get out. So what the cell does, it goes, oh, I need an estrogen receptor. So it's still getting stimulated with the estrogen, but it is not, it, it, so that's what happens. So men are much more sensitive to estrogen and because they have fewer estrogen receptors. So that is also something that can be impacting libido in a big way. Now, the other thing, eating the food. 
are you eating things that are being put into microwaves? Are you eating things that are plasticizers, that are bisphenol A? Because bisphenol A is something that is released from plastics, from saran wrap, from things that you are putting into a microwave, and those are hormone interrupters. And he was kind of like at this point going, whoa. And he said, well, you know, I went to go see so-and-so, and they said, I said, look, how's your vitamin D level? Are you taking enough vitamin D? And what's your thyroid function like? And here's the thing. He didn't even know to know these things. Yet I am aware when I watch how people's uh, physiological functioning is relative to their sexuality, their libido, their health, all of these things impact. And he said, yeah, they told me that I had, you know, Hashimoto's, which means that he has, you know, supposedly low thyroid. Well, you know, here's what I know when you go in for any test relative to these things. They have a range that they test you in. And then they'll come back and, as my friend Sherry Tenpenny says, how come if the tests say that I'm, you know, everything's normal and okay, I still feel like garbage? And that's one of the things. He may not, I know that my friend did not even know that these could be the things that could be happening to him. So, and oh, and then the final one, of course, I asked, what medications are you on? And he was on a high blood pressure medication. I said, there's one of your answers right there. I said, that wrecks havoc. And I said, it's something that more people get put on these things when chances are they don't really need to be. They can take, and I asked, what are you doing as far as cardiovascular health? Are you working out? He says, well, not the way I used to. You know, it was four or five, you know, six times a day, six times a day. He, that person has no time to do anything else. No, six times a week. And I said, because the circulation into the penis and into the the three um, spongy tissue areas, I said, those are tiny little arterioles. They're, they're tiny little blood vessels. So the better your actual cardiovascular health is, the better your erections are going to be. And that's when he looked at me and he said, and then if I do that, then chances are I won't have to, you know, be on, you know, this other medication. I said, possibly not. And then I asked him, okay, you've got a job that's very stressful. He's in an area of, of, of enforcement. And he said, yeah, well, I'm a this. I said, yeah. I said, okay, here's another thing you have to know. Your adrenals create cortisol when you're stressed. Now, our adrenals should create cortisol, you know, to run away from something that's going to eat us. We should not be in a constant state of stress. And that's what it is for most people at this point. We are constantly stressed. So with your adrenals, being all stressed out, what that does is it creates more cortisol, and cortisol, bless its charming little heart, it, it is a direct, it goes in direct opposition to testosterone. So whatever testosterone he may be creating may be getting wiped out and sort of negated by the cortisol that's in his system. And if he's eating foods that are creating inflammation, his body's dealing with the inflammation. It's not dealing with creating, you know, a healthy internal gut environment. And so the real thing for most people is having an awareness that this is what you can do, that you can't.
can be in charge of this. Someone else is not does does not have to be in charge of what you know giving you medication. And yet, I know when he went to go see the physicians, they don't have the comfort level of talking about sexuality. So, you know, when people, you know, during Thanksgiving, many times people are like, oh, my God, I, you know, have to be around my relatives or I have to do this. And then they've got travel involved and they've got kids involved. And it makes things very stressful for them. And, you know, in addition to which, many times when you go home to someone else's home, it may not necessarily feel like the place where, you know, you want to be, you know, knocking boots and doing wild, crazy things, you know, next door to, you know, your in-laws or someone else's room. It's kind of like, you know, if you're in a hotel room, another matter altogether. But if you're traveling as a family, that's, you know, that often means you've got kids, you know, sleeping somewhere with you or something. So I want people to be kinder to themselves when they travel. And by the way, the reason that they refer to this time of year as flu season is because if we think about it, what happens on October 31st? Da, 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 Halloween. What's Halloween? Sugar, sugar, and more refined sugar, high fructose corn, you know, um, pastries, things. Then what happens after Halloween? Oh, we sort of stumble along and then we go, oh my God, Thanksgiving. Well, what starts the ramp up to Thanksgiving? More food. So you start having all of the candies and everything of Halloween two weeks to, you know, a month before, and then it continues where there's more of it afterwards in sale. Then you start with Thanksgiving and all of the desserts and food there. Then you go into Christmas. Then you go into New Year's with more food and more sugar and more alcohol and more things like that. And then you have, ta-da, you have Valentine's and then you have Easter. That's why this is called flu season. And that's why people wipe out their libidos, wipe out what they're doing in their connection with their partners because they're eating all this sugar and they're not getting enough vitamin D. Cut out the sugar, get some vitamin D, either good vitamin D supplementation, and have some iodine in your system that's a good iodine. You will feel so much better and your libido and love life will thank you. When we come back, I'm going to be talking about some steps that you can take that are, you know, that freedom is behind all of these actions and seven steps to free yourself and your life. I'll be right back after this. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Notice that no matter how carefully you put the Christmas lights away, they still come out all cringle crangled and jitterty jitterty the next year. Christmas tree lights were invented in 1882 by Thomas Edison, and by 1900, these miniature versions of his electric light bulb were being advertised to the public. 
1895, Grover Cleveland proudly sponsored the first electrically lit Christmas tree in the White House, featuring more than a hundred multicolored lights. By the next Christmas, members of high society were hosting flambustious Christmas tree parties. Of course, in those early days, the services of a wireman had to be obtained, as many people had considered electricity as a bit of a bugaboo. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Reading the nutrition labels on the food you consume is vitally important. Food manufacturers are getting tricky with their labeling, so make sure you're taking the time to thoroughly investigate the food you buy. One example that is very misleading is when a bag of chips says zero trans fats on the package. Eat this, not that. Explains that the FDA allows manufacturers to make this claim when their products contain less than 0.5 grams of trans fats per serving. It may seem insignificant, but 0.49 grams of this despicable fat can add up quickly. They recommend that you keep total trans fats intake to no more than 1% of total calories. The best advice? Skip the chips and eat fresh fruit instead. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back. For many people, Thanksgiving and the holidays have a very connected and strong base in spirituality or religious practices. And one of the things I look at is how can I use information or, you know, ideas of how people conduct themselves to make things an, an expanded way for me to give me, a, you know, a way to create a growth pattern for myself? Because for what Thanksgiving is to me, I mean, it is, to me, it's love, it's gentleness, it creates history. It's friends who, you know, I was watching uh, a Hallmark um, uh, film, and I swear to God, every single one of them, they are like the same cookie-cutter, formulaic style, just with different actors. It's, it's, they're great to watch. Anyway, I'm watching this one, and they say to her, this one woman, well, What's your toast? You, well, you need to do a toast. And she's like, well, okay. And she said, you know, you know, here's to see, here's to those who see the best in us and who see the worst in us and can't tell the difference. And to me, that's who your friends are. They are the people who will go, you know, I know that this is you. And, you know, we may have that person in our family. Um, I know I do. And yet, that doesn't change that I love this person. So I want a way of showing love, gentleness, 
creating history, whether that's with photos, whether that's with, you know, uh, an idea. And yesterday when we had that, the group of us together, the comment was, this was a lovely way to create a history that will never go away. It's a, it's a done deal. It's complete. So here's what I'd like to talk about is that this is from an organization that I'm part of, and it's referred to as the Seven Steps to Freedom. And the message comes from, as this person is calling it, prime creator. Um, you can substitute whatever term you would like to go in there. And it's, these are steps that are inside of each of us that will help to change how we are thinking, because your thoughts are things. I say this all the time to people. Your thoughts are things, and they give you the ability to impact, to expand. And as I said about this friend of mine who said, one phone call actually translates into 200 different impacts And because he's, in, he's a realtor. And we also have to remember that we are all one. We come from one source. And I don't care if we're Muslim or Hindu or Christian or Jewish or whatever. Those are things that are designed to make us be divided. But if we realize that the soul essence of all of us, once we leave here, we don't leave here as Muslims. We don't leave here as this. We leave here as a soul, right? So that's why I look at this and go, any relationship that you're in can be, whether it is your personal relationship, your sexual relationship, your business relationship, they can all be impacted by this and in a way that you are completely in charge of. Now, when you have a thought about something, you may not know this, but that thought doesn't require the same way like uh, your mobile phone requires a microwave tower or something to bounce it off of it or a uh, transmission to a satellite for a TV signal. We don't need to have that in order to bounce it back down. If you were thinking something about someone who's in the Antarctic, and I happen to be in California, you know how quickly it goes there? Right now. That thought is there immediately. It goes through everything. So that's why I suggest to people when they're in relationships, when they're going through things, be very, very aware of what your thoughts are because they are powerful things and they impact everything around you. So here's the seven steps to freedom. Step number one is, and, and in this particular thing, they refer to Earth as a special Earth, which it is. This little blue planet is a very special planet in the universe and the multiverse. Um, just trust me on that. I've studied it for years. Anyway, step number one is connecting all humans on special Earth to their hearts within Prime Creator's heart because we come from a source of love. We are the love from that love. Now, that's a pretty, that's a pretty heady responsibility to be aware of, but it's spoken about in almost all organized faith religions is that we do come from a, a source that is love. So that is step one. Step two is that it will become clear. Now, this is about our freedom. So 
when we talk about the things in the media, when we talk about all of those things, you have to be a very discerning, aware consumer. Because believe you me, the majority of organized media is not giving you accurate information. To the contrary, they're giving you information that they want to confuse you. And so that's why there's so much of this divisive, attacking, angry nature. So number two, step two, it will become clear humans are living in an illusion. So for any of you who have ever seen the movie The Matrix, watch it again. That's us. It truly is. We are in a time when all of the things that we think are real are not. And I know that's going to sound like, what have I been smoking? Nothing, actually. I've just been studying this for like the past two decades. And it's now coming much closer to fruition and to actually occurring. And knowing that you have the ability to take these seven steps, to me, that is awesome. The third step is you accept oneself as an unlimited being of light and love having a dreamlike experience on special earth. And whether that is you are focusing on who and how you can help people or yourself or where you want to build things, you have, you are an unlimited being of light. And we get told so often, we get the message, you're nothing, you don't count, what do you, who do you think you are? But in all actuality, you are an unlimited being of light. Step four, act on your heart messages to turn the game to peace, caring, prosperity, real health, and seeking and accepting only the truth. So when I was speaking to my friend yesterday, I wanted to give him the real health and seeking and accepting only the truth about his dealing with, um, you know, a, a slight form of impotence. What could he do? And for me, this was something I, you know, many times people will charge, you know, hundreds of dollars for someone to get that information. To me, it was a walk down a hallway and through these rooms. Step number five, awaken the higher realm listening and intuitive senses of humanity, and have a worldwide meditation to agree and adopt and act on Global Economic Security and Reformation Act and adopt and live the single law of the universe. Do no harm. That is something that is coming forward as we speak. And this was yesterday's uh, step, Sunday, uh, 1120. There will be an extraction of the remainder of beings not accepting the light that is completing. As the energy of humanity assimilates the awakening from the illusion and more are in their hearts and in the heart of creator, announcements globally will come by all mass media, the truth of the cabal and their removal and the end of oppressive governance, new freedom, forgiveness of debts, mass distribution of wealth, prosperity, ends of war, release of new technologies, and beginning of common law by the people for the people. Now, that's a lot to take in at one time. But we are literally, when we talk about things becoming miraculous in the next, you know, coming days, weeks, that's the type of stuff we're talking about. We are here to be in peace. So if you do a meditation, if you're being Thanksgiving, when you're doing anything like this, 
make sure that you stay in a state of I am love, I am peace, and whatever it is that you are being called to do, the intuitive nature of people is expanding exponentially because the energy of this planet has changed. There's like a veil that's been removed. Not like a veil. A veil was removed. And one of the final things that we are going to see is a release of the full global currency revaluation and revaluation funds. And this is something that has been worked on since 2001. It was supposed to have been implemented, but never spoken about in the media. You had to be someone who was studying this. So you do have steps to create your own freedom in your world for you, your family, where you're out from underneath debt, where you're out from underneath just constantly having to work for to pay taxes because your taxes are another thing that are going to be shifting and changing. And for me, coming forward to Thanksgiving with that information, I am so grateful for that. I am thankful that I'm aware of this. And I also have tremendous gratitude that people have shared this information with me because when you are so stressed and upset and like that, you can't create relationships. It's almost impossible to create them and maintain them. And then what happens is that that sort of that little uh, ring effect, like when you throw a stone into the water, that ring effect continues out to your children. So whatever you may be doing for your Thanksgiving, if you're here traveling with your family, I wish you a fabulous, fabulous turkey day. Take care of yourselves. Be thankful. Be grateful. Eat well and travel back safely. And we will talk after Thanksgiving. Take care, everyone, and enjoy your holiday. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 